Again, glad that you're here today. want to encourage you every single week just to have it on your mindset, to be thinking about who you can invite to join you every single week. want to see our men's lunch continue to grow. I always say it, but I believe one of the best things we're doing as a church is to come and to spend the time to, to teach. This is what God says it looks like to live as a follower of Jesus Christ, as a man who's endeavoring to follow Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you every week, have the mindset to think about who you can invite to join us uh, in our Thursday men's lunch. Today we're going to continue in 1 Peter. Uh, we're, in the, we're in the fifth chapter. We're moving verse by verse. Think about this today. Uh, if you are in a battle, if you're in a competition, uh, one of the great truths is that in order to be successful, you have to know your opponent. Uh, think about it. You have to know your opponent. It's not enough for you to practice, not enough for you to prepare. It's not enough for you to be ready. Uh, you have to also know your opponent. You have to know uh, some things about your opponent. I remember in preparing for, for football games in high school, especially when, we, when I was in college, uh, we would watch a lot of film on the opponent. A lot of times we spent more time watching film than we did anything else. And you would watch very carefully and you would watch for their tendencies. You would sometimes see their weaknesses and then uh, per position you'd get very specific and you'd say, uh, you know what, when they lean this way and you watch and you come up and they lean this way, here's some things that are going to happen out of that. Or, or when they rock back in their stance, they're getting ready to do this thing. Or if they put an arm up, they're going to do this thing. Or even as specific as what foot they step with. If I can see what foot they step with, here's some things that they're going to do out of that. And all of it became very important to the game plan. And I'll just tell you, I think for sure in, in college and in, in the NFL, uh, the most successful teams and the most successful players have mastered knowing what their opponent is going to do. I was reading an article on Ray Lewis, uh, the linebacker for the Ravens, and, and he said outside of the practice facility, at his house, uh, outside of what it was required of him, he would watch 12 to 20 hours of film a week over the opponent he was going to play. He was going to be ready to know what that person was going to do. Well, today for us as Christians, uh, it is the same. We have to know our opponent. So I want to tell you today, we have an opponent. We need to know our opponent. We need to know his tendencies that we might be able to plan accordingly as we live out our Christian life. Now, we're going to see that today in two verses. We're in 1 Peter uh, chapter 5. Today we're going to look at verses 8 and 9. I want to encourage you every week, bring your Bible. If you have your Bible, turn there. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Again, us knowing our opponent and knowing what to do with that opponent. I'm going to read those two verses together, and then we'll come back and look at them breaking it out. It says this, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Now listen to those two verses again. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. All right, so there's our two verses today. Let's look at them as we break them out. First thing is this, verse 8 starts off and it says, Be of sober spirit. Be of sober spirit. Now sober, that word, means 
straight thinking or right thinking. It also has a, a measure of alertness and awareness with it. But what it really means is be not asleep. Be not distracted. Uh, think about when somebody's not sober, when somebody is drunk, uh, they are not aware of the things going on around them. They are, they are, their senses are dull because they're not sober. Uh, well, it's telling us here, be of sober spirit. See correctly. Think correctly. Be awake. Know what's going on around you. Be of sober spirit. Let me tell you, one of the plans and the ploys of Satan is that we would be asleep at the wheel. You know what? You put your faith in Jesus Christ, and so you've got your eternity settled. And, and you know what? I come to church when I can and, and whatever, and I've, I've got that area of my life kind of, kind of checked off. And I've become asleep at the wheel, and I've become distracted with the things of life. And I'm worried about my job, and I'm worried about my home, and I'm worried about my bills. And then I focus on the Cowboys game, and, and all of the things of life are going on, and we're not sober of spirit. We're not aware of what's going on around us. And that's, what, that's one of his ploys. Well, be of sober spirit. Think correctly. See correctly. And so see this. Peter says, be aware. See correctly. Be serious. And then he says this. Be on the alert. Be sober of spirit. Be on the alert. Now, tied to that, it really takes it to a higher level. It's not just saying be right-minded, but now it's saying be looking around in your right mind. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your ears open in your right mind. Be in a state of alertness. You're to be on the alert. So Peter says here to Christians, be serious. Understand what's going around you, what's going on. See correctly and be on the alert. Keep your eyes open. And then it gets to the heart of it. The reason why? Your adversary, the devil. Your adversary, the devil. The devil here, the, the Greek word diablos, uh, that is the enemy. We see him all the way through scripture. Uh, he's called the father of lies, the fallen angel that, that leads the, re the re rebellion and opposition to God. Uh, first thing to understand this, the devil, the diablos, the father of lies, he is real. We need to know that. In fact, we better know that. Satan is real. Satan is real. He's not the bad side of your conscience. Sometimes like, well, on this side I've got the angel, on this side I've got the devil. That's not the devil. That's some make-believe thing. He's, he's not some red guy in a suit with a pitchfork in a cartoon. That's not the devil. He's not just the representation of evil. Well, he just represents evil. No, he is absolutely real. And then it says this, the devil, Diablos, he is real. But then it says this, your adversary, your, it's personal, your, it's, it's talking to you now. Your adversary, the, the word adversary means opponent. It, it literally translates a person aggressively opposed to. An adversary, an opponent, a person that is aggressively opposed to you. And so what this is saying here, Satan, the devil, is your adversary. He is aggressively opposed to you. Do you understand that? The devil, Satan, is aggressively opposed to you. Satan is against you. And so he's real. 
He's your adversary. He is opposed to you. That's a staggering thought. He is real and he is opposed, aggressively set in opposition to you. And so we know who the opponent is. Now we're going to see what he does. And it says this. Peter says, he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. The devil, your adversary, here's what he's doing. He is prowling around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Now listen to the words here. Peter uses some very uh, specific words here. It says that he prowls around. Start to, start to see the picture here. He prowls around. He is on the hunt. He is searching. The devil, Satan, he is, he is searching. He is active. He is moving about. He is prowling around. The Bible says like a roaring lion. Now, see the picture here. You ever watch the, the, the Discover Channel, whatever, and they have the lion that's out, chases down the baby zebra? This roaring lion, he is vicious. He is relentless. Doesn't stop. Doesn't relent. He is a predator. He's on the attack. He's a, he's a hunter. Not only that, he's built for destruction. Look at his teeth. Look at his neck. Look at how muscular he is. He's vicious. He's on the attack. He's a hunter. He's built for destruction. And Peter says he's seeking someone to devour. Now John 10.10, we hear this verse a lot, says that the enemy is seeking to kill and to steal and to destroy. And that's the truth. You know what? The enemy seeks to steal and to kill and destroy. That's, that's what his mode of operation is. That's what he desires to do. But, but maybe that's not a vivid enough picture Peter says here he is seeking someone to devour. Devour in the Greek translates to gulp down. Literally means to gulp down. Understand your adversary, the devil, his objective is to destroy you. His objective is to tear you to pieces. His objective is to take your life and your home and your witness and your family and to literally tear you to pieces, to shred you up and to devour you. That's your enemy. That's your adversary. That's what he has set out to do, to shred you to pieces, to pull you apart, and to literally gulp you down. That is his goal. That is his desire. And that is your adversary. That is your opponent. And so for sure we better be on the alert. For sure we better not get bogged down in the things of this world that we would not think correctly, not see in a sober spirit. For sure we better keep our eyes open. But then the question is this. We know who our enemy is and we know what he desires to do. God tells us in his word. But what do we do about it? If that is the reality and that's a terrifying reality if that is what is really going to happen, that's his desire what do we truly do about it? Now listen very carefully. There is a lot of misinformation in how Christians interact with Satan. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of stuff put out that's actually not biblically true. And so listen very carefully to what we do as Christians, knowing who the enemy is, knowing what his plan is, what do we do as Christians? Verse 9. But resist him firm in your faith. But resist him firm in your faith. Listen very carefully. What we do as Christians, now get this, this is a big deal. 
We resist Him firm in our faith. We resist Him firm in our faith. Now, I want you to hear me and be careful and listen to this. The Bible never says to rebuke Satan. Do you know that? The Bible never says to bind Satan. The Bible never says really even to address Satan. I'm not supposed to talk to Satan. There's a lot of people, and they think this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bind him. I'm going to rebuke him. I'm going to address him. I'm going to deal with them. And they have all these things that they're going to do to Satan. Well, I want to tell you, that's, that's the wrong idea. And it's a popular idea, but it's the wrong idea of what we call spiritual warfare. People talk about spiritual warfare. You know what? This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go to war against Satan. And we as the church, we're warring against Satan. And we have all these things that we're going to do against Satan. Listen to me. The biblical remedy, the biblical directive is this. We resist him by standing firm in our faith. Our faith is based upon the Word of God. Our faith is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we stand firm and we resist the devil, the Diablos, our opposed enemy. We resist him by standing firm, by standing in the truth, by standing for the truth, by preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, by exalting our Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen to me. You want to go to war against Satan, what we do is we know God's word. We know the gospel of Jesus Christ. We preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We exalt our Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's already defeated Satan. I do not have to sit around and focus on Satan. I do not have to sit around and try to discern the movements of Satan. I do not have to do anything about Satan. All I have to do is stand firm in the truth of Jesus Christ. Now be sure... Satan's claiming a lot of victories. He's devouring a lot of lives today because we're not standing firm in our faith. We're not standing firm in the truth of Jesus Christ. And people come and say, man, man, Satan's causing a lot of trouble for me and Satan's causing trouble in my home and, and look at all the trouble that Satan has wrought in my life. And you know the answer we need to come to, the questions we need to ask, do you know the word of God? Are you living according to the word of God? Is that how you live in your marriage? Is that how you live in your home? Is that how you see Jesus Christ? Are you standing for the truth of Jesus? Is he the priority setter in your life? Because that's how you resist the devil. You resist the devil by standing firm in your faith. Before we move on, let me, let me point out a word here. It says stand firm in your faith. Your faith. You know what that means? It means this is personal to you. It means it's personal to me. It's your faith. It's not the preacher's faith. It's not the faith of the church. It's not your wife's faith, your grandmother's faith. It is your faith. And so the question becomes this. Do you have, you have a settled faith in Jesus Christ? Oh, look what Satan's done to me, and look what he's done to my home, and look what he's doing in my, in, my, in my life. Do you have a settled faith that says your faith in Jesus Christ? And do you live according to that faith? That's the real question. Do you have a settled faith in Jesus Christ, or are you letting it go on your wife? Do you have a settled faith in Jesus Christ, and are you living according to that faith? Because the Bible says we stand firm in your, in mine, in our 
faith. It is personal. The rest of verse 9 says this. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Now the rest of verse 9 says this. You know what? This is normal. You know what? This is what Satan does. Well, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is going on. This is what he does. He's prowling around seeking for somebody to devour. Our brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world are in the same battle, seeing the same things. That's what the verse says. We stand firm. We resist the devil by standing firm. You know what? That's what we do. And you know what? Christians all across the world are doing the same thing, seeing and experiencing the same thing. We have an opponent. He is opposed to you. He's your adversary. In fact, he seeks, and you know what? He, he's not asleep. He doesn't say, I'm going to take a few days off. He seeks to devour, to destroy you. Your answer is to stand firm in your faith, to have a personal faith in Jesus Christ, and then order your life and live your life according to that faith. And you know what? That's what Christians do across the world. Over and over and over, as we've crossed through these five chapters here in 1 Peter, over and over and over, I see this word. Stand. 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 Stand today firm in your faith. Do not shrink back. You know what, man? It looks like Satan's winning today. It looks like Satan's wrecking havoc in our world. Look in Las Vegas. Look over here. Look at the, the nature of our country today. Look at the, the divisiveness of things that are going on. Man, it looks like Satan's having a field day. You know what the Bible says? It's time to stand, not shrink back, not fit in, not sell out to the culture, but stand. Point of our men's lunch is this, that men saved by Jesus, Jesus Christ, living according to a faith in Jesus Christ, would stand in these days. That you would turn out of here and you go back to being an electrician, a plumber, a banker, a salesman. Maybe you're retired. Maybe you're going to pick up your grandkids. Maybe you're going to go mow your yard. Maybe you've got a wife at home. Maybe she's passed on. Maybe you've, maybe you've got grandkids. Maybe whatever situation your life is. Maybe you're a young man. You're going to go back and work the rest of the afternoon. But that we would walk out of here saved by Jesus Christ, living according to that faith, and we would stand. How many are here today? 100, 105? What would it look like if 105 men walked out and stood for Jesus Christ? Resisting the devil, standing firm in our faith. Let us stand. Let me stand, dear Lord. Let these men stand. Glad you're here. I'm going to ask if you'll stand. I'll lead us in a word of prayer. Glad you're here. Let's pray. Dear Father, we come and I, I see these men in front of me, Lord. You see them. And we come and all of us have sinned. All of us have messed up. All of us have, have turned against you, rebelled against you, broken our relationship with the Holy God. We earned a punishment. But all of us in this room have been offered the grace of God through Jesus Christ. I look at some men here that have never received it. I pray that today in the hearing of your word, that they might put their faith in Jesus Christ today. That it would be their faith. I pray for some men here today that have put their faith in Jesus Christ. 
But they haven't been sober in spirit. They've been distracted by the things and the cares of the world that have lured them away. That today in the preaching of your word, that they would stand again in your faith, in your truth. I pray for all of us here today as the culture goes quickly dark. As the world becomes increasingly chaotic. As Satan seems to prevail. That we would remember he is an enemy. But he's a defeated enemy. On the day that Jesus stepped out of his tomb, on the day that sin is forever paid for on the cross and now it's been received, on the day he steps out, Lord, and in power you stand victorious and death is defeated and Satan is defeated, that we would serve as a constant reminder, Satan, you stand in defeat. Help us to stand. Help us to stand as dads. Help us to stand as brothers. Help us to stand as sons. Help us to stand as husbands. Help us to stand as employees and employers. Help us to stand as those redeemed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, firm in our faith. We love you. We praise you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.